Blog Talk Radio. Joe Madden's doing what he he's proven to be one of the best managers in baseball 
as he's trying to get the Chicago Cubs um, to their first World Series title in forever, seems like. Um, the Olympics, Michael Phelps continues his gold medals. He's got 19 career gold medals now. Unbelievable. Um, giving at the Olympics is every four years, so his run has been – it's been remarkable. 19 career gold medals. That is that is unbelievable. He also was a flag bearer for the United States as they entered into the stadium there in Rio. And speaking of opening ceremony at the Olympics, I'm trying to tell you, man, that that was unbelievable. Rio is definitely on my bucket list. I'm going to do that <laughs> for sure. Good Lord. Man, just for what I saw, not for the, uh, the ceremony, just from what I saw. Man, they got some women that are easy on the eyes there. <laughs> but anyway, don't get right to it. It's the Hurricanes preview show. You know how I feel about my Canes. And I have no doubt that some of you out, out there also are very excited about this season. Um, Mark Rick coming in uh, should change the culture, should become more of a winning, um, should get more winning, without a doubt. Can't be no worse than what Al Golden did. Al Golden was the worst. Seriously, I don't know what they would think about when they hired this guy. But he's gone. And Mark Rick right now, he is the head coach. So, very excited about this season. I am a big fan of it. Uh, first of all, he's an alumni, and with that, you get 
level, excuse me, <laughs> a different level of passion for the program. Mark Rich has already uh, volunteered to donate one million dollars of his own money to an indoor facility they're trying to get done. Um, I think he's an excellent recruiter. Uh, I think he's an excellent quarterback guru, and he's going to take Frank Kaya to the next level. And I really especially love what he's done with the staff, getting guys like Craig Kulikowski, Coach Cool, for the defensive line. He's going to take guys like Chad Thomas, uh, Demetrius Jackson, Al-Kasim, Bahamut, uh, Kendrick Norton. He's going to take those guys to the next level. It's going to be, hopefully, with a new attack scheme that Manny Diaz is putting in, you're going to have a, a powerful front four that, uh, in the likeness of the great Miami team in the past. So his staff that he's put together – and Rick himself, I've been completely satisfied with. Well, I wasn't too thrilled with it in the beginning, but he's warmed me up. But even some of the things that you just mentioned, in, in fact, the donating his own money, you know, to help with the indoor facilities, it was a big deal to me. But the thing that I am really, um, that kind of warmed me over with Mark Rick was that the fact that he's starting to reach out to the young kids in the Miami area. Some that Jimmy and um, even Howard um, Schnellenberger did uh, back in the day. So I think that's something as far as, Mark Rick that he has to do because these kids don't know they never seen Miami be great or they didn't see they haven't seen Miami win a national title so I think it's good that he's going back and trying to get the kids at a young age so they can see you know a great Miami culture hope he can get Miami to win I, I really do but I think uh, let me add that there, well mm-hmm. let me add that um, Paradise Camp ran mm-hmm. success he brought back guys like Ray Lewis and Michael Irvin and, and these kids got to the grace in person coached mm-hmm. by them. Mm-hmm. In fact, that camp was such a great success that Florida allegedly called the NCAA 20 times trying to report uh, violations because they're so jealous of, of the Paradise Camp and, and the type of kids that attended and how impressed they were at Miami. So not only are we getting back to Miami-style flag, Miami-style football, hopefully we'll see if it goes on the field, but we're getting people to hate us again. And that, 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 that's, that's underrated to me. I like it. Are we going to see a more fast – are we going to see Mark Rick um, at Florida State, though, the, the offensive coordinator in his early years at Georgia, or are we going to see that two-back, depend, the, the, depend on the running back type offense that he showed over the last couple of years at Georgia? Which offense do you think he shows this year at Miami? I, I, I think this year with the personnel they have, you're going to see a lot of both that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the best tight ends with David, excuse me, with David Njoku, Chris Herndon III, um, um, Stan Dobar, they have a lot of good tight ends, and they're a little thin at receiver behind Casey Coley, depending on how the, the freshman impact uh, fall camp, we'll see what happens. So I think they're going to try and maximize the talent they have at tight end, and they also have a stable back uh, with Mark Fulton looking like the lead back, uh, Joe Yearby not far behind, and the powerful 240-pound Gus Edwards, Chuck Bray behind him. Um, I, I think you're going to see them go back to running the ball a lot, and I think you're going to see mostly pro style and Mark Rick. You mentioned the wide receiver position. It is a little thin. It's Stacey Coley and everybody else. That's my opinion. What is your take on the wide receiver position? Well, I love that Coley's team and bulked up because his, he's gotten bigger and stronger because his workload's going to be huge. Uh, I like Braxton Berrios as a slot-type guy, maybe at number two. Um I think Malcolm Lewis is a nice, experienced guy that can kind of do some of the same things that Barrios does. Um, I really like Kyle Harris, the Duco transfer, to come in and make an impact immediately. He's, he's a big, tall, fast kid uh, that looks like he has really strong hands if you watch some of his uh, film. Um, and then from there, you got to see the freshman do. I mean, 
Sam Bruce is going to be involved in the game plan. He, he's an electric player. It's not just returns, maybe some reverses, the bubble screens. you got to get him the ball a lot. Um, and, of course, I'm on Richard. Is, is just an all-around, do-everything, 6'1", 180 right now type guy. Um, so you, you got a lot of freshmen coming in with a lot of talent. <laughs> and they're going to be counted on to make contributions because, you know, most guys that are returning from last year, the wide receiver position really is Stacey Coley to everybody else. I'm in love with Richards. I think he's just a phenomenal player, and the fact that Miami beat Alabama to get him, it, it says a lot. Um, I like his film. I think this kid can be a difference maker year one. I don't know if he's going to be a starter off the sick Coley on the other side, but I just think that Richards kid is, is legit. I think he's the truth. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I mean, he's, he's a playmaker. There's no doubt about it. And he also has the capability uh, to be an excellent route runner. Um, he can do intermediate stuff. He can go deep. Um, him and Harris are the two newcomers I'm most excited to see. Uh, crazy. Sam Bruce is like a video game watching his highlights. Um, but that, that's how high I am. I agree with you on Richards and, and also Harris. Offensive line, my, my friend. Weak point last year. Uh, <laughs> Weak point I, last year. What's going to happen this year with the same players? Well, <laughs> um, I expect Nick Linder at center to have a big bounce next year. He's a really talented kid who has a very, very good freshman year, mostly playing guard. I think Danny Isidore is a rock. Um, and Coach Steele, the offensive, new offensive line coach at Miami, has praised uh, uh, Isidore a lot um, during spring practice. And then from there, he gets some question marks. Um, I think that Trevor Darling has the potential to be a very good left tackle. Uh, he had a rough patch last year. Oh, yeah. Like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, they're going to eat him with the rock. Uh, I really, really worry about right tackle. Casey McDermott is a guy that came in as a five-star recruit, but he really just – he's been playing guard more. <laughs> he's not been able to be on plenty of dog loop. who's made more mistakes than, you know, anybody else on that young offensive line. So it, it, it is a big question mark. Um, I think they're going to get more out of these guys. I think they're going to be better conditioned, uh, better athletes. I think they're going to have less rotation. That's another thing that drove me crazy the out of Golden era. Because me, offensive line, it's five guys. It's almost in a weird way like basketball. There's a continuity that has to be built. Yeah. You have to know where your other guys are going to be and all that rotation. Yeah. I think they're performing mm-hmm. well. And um, just, just playing the best five guys all the time is going to at least improve it subtly. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, though. There's, there are some guys that were um, very good players in high school that are on this offensive line, and they have the heroes to get the most out of them. The two young, the two young freshmen. Uh, that's what comes to mind. They were they were freshmen last season. Um, have did they really make any strides in the spring um, that you've seen? I've heard of. Uh, which two freshmen are you referring to? Uh, not Jones. Uh, I think is uh, is it Mello, Bar Mello, and uh, Tyree St. Louis. Oh, okay. Mello, mm-hmm. um, I've heard is is competing for staff at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that tells you that he, he's definitely progressing. He's a former teammate of Brad Kaida. He's a big, strong kid. Um, so I've, I've heard good things, but I don't think he's really overtaking Trevor Darling. So he's, he's going to be a reserve for now. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Tyree St. Louis is a guy with a world of potential. Um, I have not heard that much from that spring about him. Um, you know, Cyril didn't point out a lot of guys. Uh, when he pointed out Isadora, that was a very rare um, – 
incident where he actually mentioned an individual. Uh, Tyree St. Louis, though, is a guy with a lot of talent. I'd like to see shift maybe on the inside this year and uh, compete with Casey McDermott and uh, back up to Zadora. But he also has the potential for tackle if um, you can't get really what you need out of a dog who over McDermott. So we'll see. Uh, but it's going to be a really, really big storyline. And, and as fall camp opens today, uh, how these guys develop. So stay tuned. You got that right. And I, to me, the St. Louis kid, he, he looks the part of a tackle. I, I just was really hoping that he would he would win that right tackle position because I'm sorry that those those two guys over there just just not going to get it. It's just not, that's just they're just not talented enough um, for Miami to go be, to be able to compete for the ACC championship or even just the coastal. That's just my opinion. The defensive line: AQM, Chad Thomas, Gerald Willis. I can name them all. Cortell Jenkins. Cortell Jenkins. I think that's his name. Um, the defensive line looks strong in the spring from the game that I saw, uh, from what I witnessed. But then again, the offensive line looks so weak. What is your take on the defensive line this season? <laughs> I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and both, especially the backup offensive line, really struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, these, these are some seriously talented kids. Uh, Demetrius Jackson is a guy that, with a guy like Coach Cool coaching him, uh, could explode onto the scene. Uh, Chad Thomas, it feels like we've been waiting forever um, to him hit his, for him to hit his stride. Uh, he'll be interesting to watch. Uh, privately, I've heard that Miami coaches say they think AQM could be the best pass rusher at the ACC. So this is a very especially as said. Um, watch out for uh, JoJo Jackson, um, a freshman defensive end um, who is just a complete freak of nature. Uh, Joseph Jackson, they call him JoJo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see him putting in the rotation as a true freshman because he's that talented. Um, inside, I really like Norton. Um, Gerald Willis, who's the, the Florida transfer, is now eligible. Um, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, Jenkins is a little bigger, a little more than your classic 3-4 nose tackle, but I'm sure they'll find snaps for him. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and now these guys are going to be unleashed. They're going to be attacked. No more two-gap or even react. going to be, you know, getting the teams, getting the offensive back backfield and make plays. So, they have plenty of talented guys. That could be the biggest difference on this team this year that you're going to see is that the defensive line is going to be making a lot of tackle, tackles for losses, um, unlike previous years under uh, coaches I don't want to mention right now. Oh, um, um, yeah, we, he's gone. So it's just like when, when, you, when your ex leaves, she's gone. So he, he's gone. Bye-bye. But yep. number 80, <laughs> number 80, I watched that kid. I don't know. I Maybe I might be a little biased. Maybe I'm hoping that. I saw a kid with an actual first step at the defensive tackle position. I think his name is Oh, Macintosh. yeah, yeah. Arch- oh, man. Yeah, Arch- 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 Macintosh. I completely forgot to mention him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did so well in the spring that he was running with the ones next to Willis, I believe, and maybe mixing in Norton in there. Um, he's, he's a great athlete, and he, he was a defensive end last year, but he has the size and the athleticism to be a classic 4-3 defensive tackle, so... I was impressed with it too. Yeah, he has an awesome oh. first step, man. He had he wow, that first step. Yeah. Goes, <clears throat> go ahead. You know, Norton's got that same, Norton's got that same first step. So, mm-hmm. so those guys might be the best uh, students. Although Willis was like five star all all world type recruit uh, when he went to Florida. Those two guys might be the best students for the scheme, uh, Macintosh and Norton. So, yeah, oh. I can't believe I forgot to 
I'm impressed with him, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm crazy about Norton. Um, I, I still remember what he did in the second half of that Florida State game. But the thing about Norton is he just got to get that win together. Just, you know, just get his uh, conditioning up. But he's, he's a good ball player, definitely. But in, in, in Al Golden's system, I don't know why they just – well, I'm going to leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Let's go to the linebackers. Talk about the young man, Sad Quarterman. Um, I believe the height. I know his first step or his speed isn't quite Denzel Perryman, uh, Johnson Zilma, and all those guys. But when this kid hits, things go backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this kid will thump you. I, I love this kid, man. What is your take on the linebacker position? Um, well, it's going to be uh, probably the youngest unit on the team because that's potential for him and Mike Dixie to both start among your three starting linebackers. Um, so... You know, with that, it comes to mental errors. We'll see. This is a simplified defense, so I don't think they're going to be asked to make crazy things, just read, react, and attack. Quarterman uh, really is the best player that they've had at the linebacker position come out of high school since Perryman. And we all remember Perryman started basically all four years. Yeah. So uh, they're going to have to lean heavily on Jermaine Grace. He's a senior now. He's done some nice things in his young career. But then it's a crapshoot after that. Um <laughs> There, there, there's not much depth. Uh, the Juwan Young uh, situation um, was very bad considering uh, the lack of depth they have at linebacker. Yeah. Um, we're waiting um, for a gentleman whose name is on the tip of my tongue that's coming off a knee surgery. Um, Darian Owens. Darian Owens. Yeah, yeah, we're waiting for Darian Owens. He did not participate in the spring. Uh, I like his potential. He's a really big linebacker. Uh, a lot of athleticism. Um, and then he's just got a bunch of guys. I mean, we'll see. Um, maybe you come home to know, maybe you got like J.D. Gordonier. I mean, you're, you're, you got to hope that that linebacker unit stays healthy this year. That, that, that's really one of the thinnest areas on the team. So, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I love Perryman. I mean, I'm calling him Perryman. Right. I love Quarterman. He's, he's, he, he's, he's really good, but you're right. He's going to make his share of mistakes, but well, when he gets it right, though, People go backwards. <laughs> That's all I yeah. can about that. They go backwards. Um, the other question mark is the secondary. I mean, Cornell during what? Hey, I mean, uh, I like Redwine. He's good. I don't know much about the Jackson kid. Um, that's pretty much everything else. I'm really expecting them to move. Um, uh, what's the kid's name? Number four, Johnson. I think that's his name. Yeah. I'm expecting him, them to move him to corner because he looks more like a corner now that they got some guys that, you know, going to play that attack and safety with Jamal Carter and um, I can't think of the other kid's name right now. But what is your take on Miami's secondary right now? Uh, well, Rayshon Jenkins and Carter yes, are both seniors. So I feel really good about the safety position. Uh, it's interesting. I, I mentioned the same thing in a couple articles on State AU about uh, maybe moving Johnson to corner, but there's been no indication that that was done in the spring. Um, so we'll see. I could see him as like a honey badger type that he plays all over the place, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, just a ferocious tackler, uh, great instincts. Uh, we'll see how they use him. <laughs> I do feel good about Redwine, um, but in this new system, there's going to be a lot more man coverage is being played, tied, uh, attacking, blitzing scheme. So it is a concern. Um, Brian Mays, uh, Jackson. Uh, some of these sophomores really haven't shown anything yet. Um, there was a kid from Texas that was a safety that transferred to UM, uh, Adrian Colbert. Now they're going to switch the corner. He's got good size. 
a former top recruit, but switching from safety to corner is not always a smooth transition. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, the kid in Alabama, I forget his name, that Nick Saban won't release, um, has strongly indicated in the past he would like to come to Miami. Although I've heard uh, Georgia and a couple other places, and they, they just don't really want to release him. So that's, that's a problem in and of itself. Um, and that's an awful situation. Don't get me started on that. Oh, I, I, I agree with you totally. The kid won't leave. He's did, he's did um he's been with the program. He hasn't gotten any playing time, and he got he has opportunity to go somewhere and play. And now Saban says he needs him. He won't let, he won't release the kid. I think that's just crazy. And and the hypocrisy really uh, aggravates me because uh, Kirby Smart can leave Alabama staff and go coach Georgia. I, I mean that's just one example. There's, right. there's dozens. Coaches can coaches can do whatever they want, but they hold on to these players. Um, okay, I'm gonna. Drop that topic. I got uh, you. I'm with you 110. percent Yeah, the coaches do whatever they want. The players are handcuffed. That's just what it comes down to. Um, yep. Well, what's not handcuffed is them first three games the Miami Hurricanes are playing. Uh, that's that's just awful. That, that's just awful, you know. But let's break down the schedule, man, and then go from, go from game four. Actually, Georgia Tech, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, do you see any problems with Appalachia going to Appalachia State? Because I'm not even going to count the two home games. I just I, don't see them easy. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I do. I do feel like uh, <laughs> I do feel like that's going to be a tough game. Okay. Um, Appalachian State uh, has a really good team, um, but you know that, that that's going to be a good early indicator of where Miami is. Um, it's at Appalachian State. They sold out the game in one hour. Um, you know it's going to be hostile. Um, you know, Miami's traveling up north uh, for that game. I, I think that's going to be a close game. I like Miami to win, but I think Appalachian State brings their A game. Because this is, you know, this is their Super Bowl. So. This better not be like FIU was, the FAU game was on last that, that Friday night last season. There's no way this can be that way. Miami should be bigger and faster up front, or at least on the defensive side of the ball. I still, I know I got questions about the offensive line, but Miami should be able to control the line of scrimmage on defense. At least. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you, you're going to see probably, you know, <laughs> it's hard to forecast something like this, but you're going to see Appalachian State uh, put their best game plan for get to everything but kitchen sink at Miami, and I just think that'll be enough to keep the game closed. And plus, they're not a terrible team; they have a little talent for, uh, you know, who they are. Right. So. <laughs> he can't lose one. He he can't start his arrow off losing one of those first three games. <laughs> just one, just one look good. But the game that I'm for, for, the, record, for the record, I don't think it will. Right. I just there's a game on the schedule that might be tougher than we think. That's it. Oh, I believe, I'm, I'm definitely agree with you. I think this game is going to be a lot tougher. But I just think Miami should be able to control the game from from at least the second quarter on once everything settles down. I mean, they, this team has had the entire off season to plan for that. Their Super Bowl, as you said. So I expect them to give Miami their best um, effort. But I, Miami better pull away. If they're going to be serious yeah. contenders in the Coastal, they need to start to pull away in that game by at least the second quarter. The Georgia Tech game. I, I, go ahead. I, I, I like Miami big in the Georgia Tech game. I mean, mm-hmm. no more of this. Uh, we're going to give you five yards up the middle to Zach Lasky or whoever's playing fullback or feedback, whatever it's called. Uh, you know, Miami's going to play the type of defense that stops. Uh, this, this is the type of defense that was invented in the 80s that was meant to stop teams like Nebraska, Oklahoma. No more of this option crap. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win big at Georgia Tech. I really do. 
I, I agree with you on that, and I think this this is the last we see of that. I think this guy, I think the rest of the league has pretty much caught up with him, and they know that the way to beat that that particular style of offense is just attack it and not let it attack you. So I and Miami catches a huge break on that. They have two weeks to prepare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Appalachian game is September 17th, so this is October 1st. So they get the whole extra week to prepare. And um, I wish I had the statistic in front of me, but there's there's a big discrepancy between teams that have two weeks to prepare for Georgia Tech and one. Um, that, that's a big advantage. So I, I think they win big. I think so too. Even though it's up there in Atlanta, come home the rivalry game. Um, I think the streak ends this year. Um, I don't have anything to back that up behind any type of logic. I just think it ends this year. Miami's been very close the last two seasons. I think this is the year, and I think Florida State has problems at quarterback. And I said that to every Florida State fan there is. I think they have problems at quarterback because they're banking on this Francois kid to be the second coming of Jameis Winston. Huh? We'll find out, you know, but I think hey, that's I mean, the BB mm-hmm. That's the BB top McGuire. I mean, he's still got to beat out McGuire, I think. So, so uh, I think I agree with you. I think this is the year that the streak ends. I think uh, everything I said about Appalachian State, about how they're going to play Miami, I think Mark Rex is going to throw the kitchen sink at Florida State because he knows how much. Um, this game means to the program, the fan base, the players, recruiting, everything. I, I think he's going to empty out his arsenal and do whatever it takes to get the win. And then Florida State, Miami is not Miami Appalachian State. Miami's got talent to compete with Florida State, um, especially if they're healthy going into that game. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think they end the streak, too. Miami, I'm telling you, they've been hanging there. They, they, if they can, if the offensive line could just hang in there and hold up a little bit and not let that kid get killed, they should be able to hang in there with Florida State. And Florida State, I still think they have problems with wide receiver and that quarterback. Florida State fans don't agree with that. They think for some odd reason they they solved their issue in one season. <laughs> but Florida State has ridiculous young talent on the defensive uh, front and the bad defensive backfield. Guys like Derwin James, uh, they've recruited very well. But these are young, young, young players too. So. And they're facing an experienced quarterback in Brad Kaya. Exactly. Usually, usually that adds up to advantage experience. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, trying to get, trying to pull up the information for the next game of who they're going to be playing. I know. But, uh, mm-hmm. I know they played North Carolina after Florida. That's State. right. They played North Carolina. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that bothers me um, because of the style North Carolina plays because of Miami's lack of depth on defense and. Especially as we were talking about earlier, corner um, at home. Um, but Larry Fedora's style is not one that you want to face if you're having death concerns along your defense. So this might be one I could see them losing, which unfortunately uh, could hurt them big time in the coastal race. So we'll see what happens. I mean, North Carolina has to replace um, Williams, uh, Marquise Williams, right. who was in baseball last year. But the backup kid had a good year off the bench too, and he looked pretty talented. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens again. But I, I think this is one that could get Miami trouble. This would be the first game I predict they lose. That's just gonna. That's good. You're right. That game is a little scary. But I watched that thumping that North Carolina put on the Miami Hurricanes last year, and the embarrassment they they. I mean, they took pride in embarrassing the Canes, the upside down you and all that stuff. Miami better be pumped up. They need to be pumped up for that game. I know it's coming off the emotional game against Florida State. I get all that, but they need to be pumped up for that game because they should. Slap yeah, that's, that's the other mm-hmm. thing. That's the other thing with them coming off the Florida State win. <laughs> that's the classic 
uh, letdown scenario with, with the team that's still learning how to win um, in Rick's first season. I, I could see that causing a problem, too. It takes a level of maturity to possibly come off of a win like Florida State. Now, if they lose to Florida State, I think they beat North Carolina. Right. That's the crazy. Right. Um, but, but I think they're going to beat Florida State, and I think they're going to be very, very – it's going to be very hard to get back up for North Carolina after that game. This is the, the this next game scares me. Virginia Tech on a short week. There's no bye week. Be going to Virginia Tech. This is a short week. They're going to play them. That game terrifies me. Um, no Blacksburg. We know how it is at night. Thursday night is always rocking. Miami, Miami and Virginia Tech Thursday night games are always crazy. What do you think about Miami and Virginia Tech on that Thursday night? Follow well, North Carolina. Well, you know, uh, Virginia Tech in their own right is disgusting. Uh, first year in a long, long time without Frank Beamer. Um, I look at their roster, and I'm not blown away um, by their talent at any particular position. I think if Miami just comes in and plays their game and doesn't get rattled uh, by Lane Stadium, I think they win. Because I, I just think player for player, and stylistically, this is something, you know, this is a matchup Miami should be able to win. Maybe not easily, but I think they win by a touchdown. Well, we'll see. But the next game after that, and this 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 stretch of games is crazy. They play Notre Dame up there. It's already been set as a as a three thirty game. Notre Dame's got got what five five quarterbacks. <laughs> they got, yeah, they got a lot of quarterbacks. They got a lot of talent, man. Um, Brian Kelly's really done a great job up there. This is a game again, like after the Virginia like the Virginia Tech game that I I'm having a hard time picking the Canes on. I think they'll be underdogs in this one. What is your take? Uh, I, I believe Miami loses one too. <laughs> now, um, Notre Dame lost a lot of talent, uh, graduation, the pros, so on and so forth. Um, but they've recruited very well there. Um, whoever's playing quarterback is going to be a massive problem. Um, the Zaire kid scares me to death. Um, you know, but even the other guys are all very good two-way threats. Um, I, I think I, this is a game I have a hard time <coughs> on the road uh, picture Miami winning. I would say their second loss of the year comes another game uh, on the road. I couldn't dis- I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. I think this was this was one game that the other games, uh, Florida State, I said fifty fifty. Uh, at Virginia Tech, Blacksburg, Thursday night fifty fifty. This one, I just said ooh eighty twenty. Miami loses. It's going that's that's yeah. a tough ball game for them to um, play. Next game will be against Pittsburgh. Miami is going to be returning home, so. I'm looking at Miami basically have it the most by this time, at least just two losses. And I think they really finished strong, but I think they started off with Pittsburgh. What is your take? Uh, I, honestly, I don't want to jump ahead, but I think they run the table from here on out. Um, I think um, one thing that Mark Rick is doing that might be underrated, uh, he's changing their dietary habits. He's changing their conditioning habits. He, he's making it possible for the team to finish strong because we know all – under that previous regime, again, I won't mention any names, uh, they usually flounder down the stretch. Yes. Uh, and he's, he's doing a lot of things that are under the radar. Um, you know, really, really doing a lot of things that don't get talked about enough um, that, that are attention to detail type of things that are going to help this team down the stretch of the season. I, I can't see them losing to the Pittsburgh. Well, if James Conner uh, runs for, you know, I, I'm sorry, is Connor still there? I, I don't think he's still there. I think he's gone. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they they always find a good back. Right. But whoever the running back runs the three hundred yards, that defense, I, I can't see them losing. Yeah, I, so I'm glad you said look ahead because I don't see Miami losing the the Virginia, NC State, or Duke. I don't care how pissed off Duke is. I don't see Miami losing the, the rest of the games. I, I I actually have the case going ten and two this year, and I really believe. I do too that they could win the Coastal and face either Clemson or Florida State in the ACC championship. And per- preferably, I would like them to see, to see them play Clemson because I think Clemson has just got many holes on defense. If they're going to start a mostly freshman and sophomore secondary, yeah, true enough, by the season, as the season goes along, they'll get some experience. But I still think Miami has the advantage there. I, I just – that's what I would like to see. But Yeah, uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think Clemson have to win a lot of shootouts this year. And they're fortunate they have one of the best players in the country. Watson, they can get it done. Um, so Mike Yeah, 
They've been winning a lot of games. They're lucky to escape from okay. that couple years. They're, they're, they're right. If Miami don't drop a dog on safety in the box against Dalvin Cook this year, something ain't right. Yeah. He should not beat Miami this year. I'm, I'm sorry. He should not beat the Hurricanes this year. They should drop. I would make whoever that quarterback is beat me. I don't care who he is. And if I can get an extra guy on the field to put another guy in the box, I'll do that too. <laughs> yeah. Dalvin yep. Cook should not beat me. I have to start back from Dalvin Cook off the sideline. I mean, you know, so, but whatever it takes, I'm with you. I think, I think that's the pivotal game this year. Uh, I mean, uh, ten and two would be fantastic, but even nine and three is success that they beat Florida State. I think they need to, to get over that psychological barrier. Um, I'd love to see them get revenge on North Carolina. Like you said, those upside down news uh, that that was completely disrespectful and uncalled for. Um, so, I mean, those are the two games I'm looking at. I, I expect them to lose to Notre Dame. They, they just don't have the, the depth or the manpower yet for a game like that. Exactly. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, teams have come out of nowhere before. Miami's a fringe top 25 team, according to most experts out there. Um, you know, teams have come out of nowhere before and made runs. So, everything dropped right. I mean, I've, I've, I'm, I'm with you. I've heard the same thing nationally. Uh, a lot of people love this team. They think Mark Rick's going to be rejuvenated. And a lot of times when the coach has something to prove and the team has something to prove, things come together. But he better make sure he gets it to come together at right tackle. I'm just trying to told you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just it. Oh, yeah. Or he, or he better put a lot of tight end help on that side. I, I, I expect the two tight end with Herndon and, and uh, Njoku and, and, like you said, Stanis Dobart. I, the, the talent level at the tight end position is ridiculous. So I, I expect to see the jumbo tight end set or, or Herndon playing uh, the H-back role or fullback role or whatever. I get that. I understand that. But you've you got to throw the ball at some point. You're going to have to loosen the defense up, and that guy's got to be out there by himself at some point. And yeah, yeah. He, yep. Love Sonny. He's a nice kid. He seems like one of the most engaging kids to do an interview. But if his footwork does not improve, he will get Brad Kyer killed again, like he did in the Clemson game. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, yes. Sonny has not shown me anything yet. Um, so I, I and they got to clean up the penalties too. I, I think that's something that works because sizing. Um, they, they can't be the most penalized team in the country last year. I mean, I've heard Rick say during. Uh, several interviews. Let's just stop being ourselves and see what happens. Um, that's something I can agree with more. Uh, when, you, when you're not being yourself, the cream rises to the top. And, and front line, maybe not depth wise, front line Miami guys much talent um, as anybody in the ACC. So yes, it's just a depth. If they stay healthy, yeah, yeah, the depth is the issue. You're right. If they stay healthy and and they get some guys have a couple breakout years, everything falls right. Anything possible, my friend. Anything. Anything is possible. I still say, uh, uh, I still say, ten and two. An awesome season would be eleven and one in the ACC championship. Who knows? You get to the ACC championship. It's a one-game playoff. Who knows what happens? An injury breaks, you know, your way, or a ball bounces your way. You never know. I just think this is a year that Miami gets finally gets to the ACC championship since joining the ACC in two thousand and five. So we shall see. But my friend. I would like to thank you for taking the time to talk to me, man, and um, hopefully we'll catch up during the year. But if Miami beats Florida State, we have got to make sure we make it known loud so everybody can hear that the oh, is over. Oh. <laughs> oh, there is no doubt we will make it loud. We will, we will enjoy it. All right, my friend. Uh, I, might write, I might write 17 articles that week. I, I don't blame you. And, hey, you know I'll be reading, man. 
This is my friend Jerry Steinberg from State of the U. It's a great read. He's also broke down positions similar to what he did on the show right now. But it's a great read if you're a Canes fan because he and a lot of it, and all the writers, they do an excellent job as far as covering the Canes and recruiting. I'm not a recruiting guy, but I need to ask you about Nicozy Perry. What is, have you seen him throw the ball? Because I've seen the highlights, and my goodness, please let that kid stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's interesting. Uh, I, I can see if he sticks the quarterback controversy already with him and Jack Allison either next year or the year after, depending what uh, – does. Because people are already saying that Jack Allison has legendary arm strength. He does. Um, <laughs> he's, not, he's not as uh, athletic by any means as Perry. Uh, Perry is the type of quarterback Miami has not had maybe ever. Um, you know, two-way threat and just—I uh, mean, off the chart. Uh, not just athleticism, but arm strength, accuracy. I, I hope he sticks because it'll be interesting to watch how that plays out. So, I think that'll be one. That, I think that probably would mind, remind Mark Rick of the early '80s when Vinny Testaverde, Bernie Kosar, and all those guys were battling out to become the starter um, that year after Jim Kelly left. Because Nicozy Perry, I'm not a recruiting guy, but I saw him, and then I saw Jack Allison in the spring. I think he may not be that big, but he can throw a football. (laughs) Allison is a completely prototypical guy. I mean, like his his accuracy on long balls is ridiculous. Um, He's got an absolute gun. So. That'd be fun to watch. That'd be a nice problem to have if they get both those guys uh, on campus. I mean, Allison's already there. They get Perry on campus. I could live with that. Yeah, competition is what the U is all about. That's right. right. That's what makes you better. That's what makes you better, competition. All right, my friend, enjoy the rest of your day, man. And, again, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. Thanks for having me, Will. All right, no. Thank you. Two, one. All right, after that conversation with Jerry Steinberg, I had to bring on one of the former players to get his perspective on the Miami Hurricanes 2016 season. I want to welcome Mr. C.J. Holton to the program. How are you doing today, C.J.? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Man, thanks for accepting the invitation, man. 2016, seemed to be a little buzz going around about the Hurricanes. Everybody's hyped up about Mark Rick. As I told Jerry Steinberg, I wasn't a fan at first, but he has won me over. I predict 10-2. and two. I don't know if you're in the prediction business, but what is your expectations for the Miami Hurricanes this season? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't. I, I stay away from the predictions. I just want to see, uh, you know, some good football again. Um, I mean, we've got the old coaching staff out. We've got an awesome, great new coach in. Um, he brought along great coaches also. So I just, I'm, I'm, I really just want to see some Miami football dominance again. Uh, strong defense. You know, actually. Um, uh, defense that's out there, you know, to serve a purpose, not, you know, linebackers six, seven yards back deep, you know, the crazy stuff that was happening. So, I mean, just just to see, you know, some, some real true tradition come back and uh, um, some flying around come back, I mean, it's just it's, it's real exciting. And um, I actually have a, a cousin at Florida State, uh, Keith Gavin, so it'll be uh, really interesting um, when they come down to play. But um, as far as, you know, uh, this season, man, I, I can't explain how excited I am, you know, just to be under this new this new staff and, um, you know, all the, the improvements that they've made and changes. It's pretty exciting to look forward to. That's the second time you made a reference to the new staff and you sound a little bit more excited than you did when you mentioned the old staff. Some of you want to get off your chest? <laughs> Some of you want to nah, get off your chest? No, man, I mean, 
It's nothing. I mean, I, I honestly don't have you know anything you know negative to say. But I mean, everybody knows you know the old coaches that did to the university, and um, I mean they embarrassed us, uh, you know, as a, as a school. And I mean, just for them to be going, you know, trouble they brought, and you know, just all the BS that I mean occurred. I mean, they're just glad for that to be gone. So that was there during the time. So I got to see some of the stuff that went on. And I mean, I, just the, just the thought about all that being gone and you just being able to play football, you know, with a real good coaching staff. I mean, that's just a relief. So I can just, I mean, I can just see the program shooting back skyrocket high. See, as a as a fan, I was on the outside looking in. I wasn't in the midst of what was going on um, down on Carl Gable's campus. But I can tell you. Seriously, man, I was frustrated with a lot of the things that I've seen. I want to know that that frustration carry over to the players with some of the things that were happening as far as play calls and some of the uh, game plans that were made. Um, honestly, when you have a situation like that going on, it's going to you know discombobulate everything from the players, coaches, the fans. I mean, it's really going to have everybody, you know, uh, you know, uh, unbalanced, you know, kind of like what's going on. So during that period, uh, it was a big mess, honestly. It was just a big pile of crap that was just going on. So, I mean, I can't I can't say it was a play, it was this, it was that, it was all. It was just a whole situation. Everything was a big mess up. So, I mean, that's what that's what really important to me this, this upcoming season. That, I mean, all of that's in the past. So it's just it's too much bull crap to even explain. But I mean, it's over. I mean, we got a new head coach and we're ready to take the world. What you gonna do? Improve. That's what's up. Let me ask you about the position you played. Uh, you you went back and forth. You said you came there as a safety, but you ended up playing linebacker towards the end of your career. Um, Miami's right now real thin at linebacker, and they're young. Um, Shaq Quarterman, mm-hmm. Michael Pickney. Um, and some of those guys are projected as starters, but the depth is lacking. Um, as a t- how hard is it for a f- true freshman to come in and adapt to college football speed? I mean, I mean that's always complicated. But you know, uh, in the system in Miami, it's always been guys can just go in and play right now. Yeah, that's said about a lot of colleges, but uh, I mean at the University of Miami. It's been shown year after year that, I mean, freshmen can come in and play. Yeah, the linebacker position is kind of tough. But, I mean, when you look at some of those names, those guys are, you mean, dominant athletes. I mean, they dominate the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, they, I mean the chances of them hopping in, getting systems, um, and dominating, uh, that's, that's no doubt in my mind. I mean, that's just the thing about uh, Miami football, the best players out there on that field. So, whether you are one, Two, you still there competing. You still one of the best. It seems like competition has made its way back. I want you, you almost sound as if you're a coach. You sound like Mark Rick a little bit doing his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his. I, um, I actually uh, had a chance to listen to him at an AYSL football meeting mm-hmm. um, about two weeks ago. Um, he spoke for about thirty minutes. Um, but yeah, he had me fired up. I forgot, I forgot to tell you about that. He had me fired up a little bit uh, talking about the season. You know, so they, they kept asking him who was going to win the Florida, Florida State game. He said, I mean, there's no need, need for him to say anything. You know, just be there. Uh, <laughs> be ready. That's what I That's what I want. Confidence coming, uh, premiating from the head coach. That, that trickles down to the players. That is what has been oh, said yeah. in football uh, since as long as I've been watching it. So, my 
Also, I want to say on the defensive side of the ball, what players have you excited? But, but anyone, whether it's linebackers, D-line, or the secondary, what players do you say, see making an impact and improving, and I'm going to say this word strongly, improving the defensive play, especially against the run, CJ? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm a big fan of linebackers always. I've always been a big fan of um, Big fan of linebackers, but I mean, I, with them being with them being this young, I mean, I really just want to pay attention to the D line this season. But I really think the D line as a whole, as a group, will you know stand out and dominate. I mean, they've been dominating. I've been reading articles um, all over camp. I mean, they've been dominating really. So I'm really looking for the defensive line as a whole. Um, you know, every each and every one of them, you know, to have a great season. Well, any DBs, um, I know Jamal Carter's a thumper. Uh, he would definitely hit you. Um, but they seem to be lacking at safety, corner. I know Cornell is one of the top corners in the ACC, but, again, there's question marks op- opposite him. Um, what is, right, what is you your take as a former player? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. No, I was saying in, in regards to uh, Cornell is definitely a top player in the ACC at corner. You got Jamal Carter, who's who's experienced, he's been there now in uh, three, four years. So, uh, and, you, and you also got Rashawn Jenkins. But there seems to be, again, a lack of depth. And, again, there's that question mark opposite of Corn Elder. What is your take uh, about the Miami Hurricane DBs? Well, I mean, they're going to be they're gonna be short. I mean, but, I mean, I have, I have the faith. I have the faith in Jamal Carter that, I mean, he, he'll bring everything to the table. And, you know, maybe – the other side of the ball can you know play, maybe play a role um, in that also. But I, I feel like you know our defensive line. Like I, I don't want to you know put too much on the defensive line, but I mean we got guys like Chad Johnson who can just who can play on another level. I mean, and that's going to take less stress off the, the DBs. You know, even if we are light, um, uh, you know whether whether we we don't have you know the correct people on the field like uh we can I mean with a great D line and great uh first off the ball I feel like we can dominate, you know, no no matter the age of our uh secondary. Yeah, I, I, Manny Diaz is definitely um bringing a, he's a defensive coordinator, he's bringing an attack and style, so that will be a fresh look from the last previous regime, but definitely an attacking style. Maybe Maybe they won't line up seven yards behind the ball when they see the option <laughs> in the yeah, nah, And that whatever that back is that gets that handoff up the middle, be back or whatever they call them, and gets five yards before. Get, I mean, even someone that's not, play, that you're not playing Pop Warner football anymore. Exactly. <laughs> not playing Pop Warner. They go yeah, attack, see ball, and attack ball. That is what the Hurricane fans want to definitely see. On the offensive side of the ball, the uh, potential All-American Brad Kaya, um, definitely, a stat, uh, definitely a story wide receiver. And Stacey Coley, you know, his only problem with that at, at U has been health. That's it. But when, yep. when healthy, yep. he's shown that he's an elite receiver. What is your take on the Miami Hurricanes offense? And the sky's the limit. That's, that's really all I can say. Um, we have great depth. We have great athletes. And we have one of the greatest quarterbacks in this class. Um, I really want to see how far he can take us, and I really want to see how far these running backs and these linemen, you know, can take us. Um, and uh, having uh, Mark Bones back, you know, great addition. Um, so, like I said, the sky's the limit. We're pretty much, I mean, loaded. Stacey Coolidge is 
we can do whatever we want, you know, as long as he's healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, see all these guys healthy and um, all us coming back with a with the new, you know, the meaning to exciting to even think about. I think the tight end position is definitely strong with Standard Stobart, uh Christian um Herndon and also uh David Njoku. I mean that is that is ridiculous talent at the tight end position. But the position that has me most concerned is the offensive line. And especially mm-hmm. the tackle positions. Yeah. Um do you you say you, you see the offensive line being experienced. I say if those are the same guys that's coming back from last year, there are question marks. They, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. think, I honestly feel like that was a lot to do with me, the schemes that they were doing. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't really pay too much attention to, uh, you know, like uh, take on. But I will sit down and you know, at the end of the day, I will, I will sit down and say, okay, where do we get, where do we get dumping at? It's playing the day. I mean, yes, we were attacking a lot at the offensive line, but. I mean, once you once you're being attacked in a certain way, I mean, you're going to change what you're doing. We didn't do that a lot last year, so a lot of our weakness on our whole line was closed because we tried to keep doing the same thing over and over, over and over, and it never worked. So I just feel like they were ran in the ground. You know, they were kind of you know picked on. Not, I'm not going to say picked on, but I mean, like a lot of defenses, you know, were exposed. I mean, they play as they would see. But when I say uh, I just feel like I have confidence that they'll do a better job than, you know, what happened last year. That's, that's, that's really all I, I mean by that. I, I hope they realize that when guys are running those speed rushes from the outside, just maybe, get a, you know, get an extra kickback or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Clemson not Brad Kelly I mean, out with I mean, two I mean, guys rushing. It's a different, a different scheme, though. So, right. I mean, you got you to gotta think about that, too. I mean, it's not going to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely. So, um, they hopefully bring in, they step. I mean, hopefully they step it up. But I mean, I, I always have, I always will have confidence in the line. I mean, after they come back after a season like that, you know, after they kind of were, you know, looked bad upon, the, the group that was looked bad upon. Okay. Well, we'll see. I, I, I'm hoping that the coaching. Um, I can't even think of the coach name right offhand that's coming from Virginia Tech, but he's he's got a proven track record of developing quality offensive lines. So. That I mean, you can't. He can't lose or not know how to coach in a year. So he just. I'm pretty sure he's gonna, you know, work with the players. And again, like you said, the scheme should be. I guess more adjusted to the talent that you have on the offense line. Plus, I expect to see Miami in a lot of pro set, you know, and not spreading everybody all over the field and have those tackles just exposed. I'm, I'm just guessing. I, I don't know anything on any inside information, but that's just a guess on my part. So you say you're not in predicting uh, predicting the season or giving a giving a prediction as far as record, but you are expecting a a quality and a solid year from the Hurricanes this year. Yeah, um, I think we'll have a solid year. Um, I can't really say a prediction though, because I mean football is football. I mean any given any given day you can lose. Um, but I know for a fact that we will have a better season than we did last year. And, you know, most of all, I, I just want to. Win the ACC championship, you know, get everything back on track to where it was to dominate football, you know how it's supposed to be. Uh, there should be no, there should be, there shouldn't even be a conversation about who runs the state. You know, that's what I want to get back to. <laughs> oh boy, Seminoles and Gators are gonna love that comment. Let me ask you: the streak ends this year. Florida State has dominated this series the last seven years. 
They have, and mm-hmm. some of those games have not been close all the last two seasons. Have been interesting. Miami had their shot last year. They were leading late in the fourth quarter, and then the year before, they, the year before, um, down in Joe Robbie, I'm always called Joe Robbie Stadium, they had the lead then also. But is this the year that the streak ends for the Hurricanes? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, as you can see, last year uh, it almost happened. But I mean, of course, you know, our coaches, coaches staff, you know, couldn't hold it together for us. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, they have, don't get me wrong, now, Florida State is no pushover. They're a great team. They have great athletes. They have a great running back. But, uh, I mean, as you can see last year, I mean, we I mean, we beat ourselves. I mean, we stepped down to that level and let it come back. Um, no doubt in my mind, if we come out and play Miami Hurricane football, we would dominate them again. You know, the, they didn't want in like it did. Well, I hope the, pre, I hope the new coaching staff realizes that um, – um, if Dalvin Cook is running crazy, uh, stop Dalvin Cook. <laughs> stop, stop him. Put an extra man in the box or something. Do something. <laughs> you got to you gotta, you gotta, you gotta bring him down because if that guy gets started, man, he'll be running from now until uh, uh, I don't know when. That man ran, that's a great, that man that's had, a great run. That man yeah. had a strained ham. That man had a strained hamstring and almost ran for 200 yards against the Kings. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I can't I can't. I can't explain how many times people send pictures of him just running <laughs> emojis and gifs and all that through my phone. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, he's a great guy. I love watching him run the ball. I'll, I'll be uh, excited to see what he does this year. Hopefully, we keep him, you know, keep him to a minimal. <laughs> gotta, but, uh, gotta have, he's he's gotta have enough yeah. guys in the box, and I don't care who their quarterback yeah. is, make him beat you. And if he beats you, he's a better man that day. That's what they say, right? And if, if the quarterback, if somebody besides your their their star beats you, they're the better team, and that was the better man that day. But I I just hope Miami don't let Dalvin Cook run nuts again. Uh, uh I hope not either. But I mean, I, I have confidence. Like I said, I mean, same same team from last year. So with that being said, I mean, they got to show up and play their best ball just like we do. And we'll see the best man will win, best team will win. And have you know the bragging rights. Uh, for another year until we meet up again and play again. All right, my friend. I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to no, have a conversation man. with me about this preview, I mean, about the Hurricanes uh, season that's coming up. I want to catch up with you during the season, man. Um, without a doubt, whether it's, the Florida, whether it's the Florida State game or whatever game, and when the Hurricanes get a big win, I'm going to give you a shout, and you can educate me. I'm just a fan. Hey, I'll, I'll be ready to answer the phone. I'll be ready. All right, my friend, thanks. Follow him on uh, Facebook. Um, interesting, exciting young man, former Hurricanes linebacker, C.J. Holton. Thank you, C.J., for joining me today. Uh, thank you for having me, man. Go Kings. All, right. All right, go Kings. And those are those two conversations that I had with those two young men. Appreciate everybody taking the time and the patience again to listen to the Will Walker Show podcast. I want to tell you that we are having a podcast this Thursday. Um, and the gang will be here. The two new additions, Mr. Derek Wilson, Mr. Alvin White, will be joining us. And, of course, the original crew, yours truly, Zach Florinoid and Mike Walker, we're all going to be here. We're all going to be uh, ready and amped up to go and ready to just talk sports like we usually do. I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an exciting year. It is football season, finally, although there was – Zero football played last night. Wet paint, field conditions. NFL said 
Um, we're going to take in what well, the teams, I think, did this more than the NFL, took safety precautions and said they were concerned about the safety of them players. Got to love the new concussion era of football. Just saying. I told you. But anyway, <laughs> join us Thursday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. Thought I got over that. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Say a prayer for somebody. Prayer changes things. I holla. See you on Thursday.